this week on the old johnson podcast you're not happy it's not peace you know um and i see a lot of people a lot of time when people you know people pass away and move on or transition to another life first thing they say is rest in peace hell why can't we live in peace because mm-hmm. if you don't live in it there's no way in hell you're gonna rest in it because you won't be uncomfortable you're gonna be uncomfortable you don't even know what it is yes so i mean like like me and my me and my wife slept on the floor like six nine months i was troubling finding jobs you know i was in and out of jail i had a whole bunch of stuff i had to take care of i was dealing with you know adjusting to not being you know with my ex-wife my kids adjusting to it and it was like an emotional like roller coaster what's up what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of the o johnson podcast where i am your host orlando j and of course i'm excited to be here with you guys if you are new here first of all i just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come and join me on my live podcast show where we talk about all things men where we talk about masculinity masculinity femininity uh and different things like that from a very from various guests uh where we just dive deep into the intellectual aspects of their mind and we allow them to speak uninterruptedly uninterrupted whether it be male female you know i just want to talk i just want to talk about life i want to talk about what shape and cultivated your ideologies about life and we just let people dive in so before we get into the good stuff guys i actually want to take you over uh into my website and i want to talk about a few things before we dive into the show tonight so as you guys know we have a special guest in the building uh i like to call him a fan fave he's the realest guy that you'll probably ever meet over in texas uh shout out to texas man they some dope people over there but anyway so before i get into the show guys i want to take you to my website uh it is uh simply uh the o johnson podcast dot simplecast dot com again it is the ojohnsonpodcast.simplecast.com and on here you can rewatch all of my episodes um if you are not following me on apple Podcasts or spotify definitely look for me and if you hit this subscribe button you'll see more uh more of the platforms that my podcast is streaming to if you are watching this live on Facebook, welcome to the live show experience uh, where we just basically interact with one another. Uh, if you're listening to this as a playback via podcast, thank you so much for listening. You may hear me do some interaction with the crowd. So just know that we do have uh, some connectivity going on. So that's why you kind of you may hear me talk a little bit back and forth to some of the people that are listening in. Uh, but if you want to actually watch this podcast live, you can actually go to my website and you can click this link and it'll take you directly into my Facebook page so that you can actually go in and watch this episode live in real time right now. All right. Uh, you can check out some of my other podcasts and different things like that and people that I've had on the show. So with that said, guys, man, I think I'm gonna have a juicy for you guys tonight. Real juicy. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring in my guests, my brother in Crescent trailer. What's good, bro? How you doing today, man? Go ahead and unmute yourself. What's going on, bro? How you doing today, man? Man, I'm good, man. Blessed. Can't complain at all. 
How you feeling today, bro? What's on your mind, man? I know it's pretty late at night over there in Texas. You know, I'm on that Miami time. But uh, how you feeling? I see you got your work shirt on. Man, you know, that's always a constant grind to get out of here. You know what I'm saying? Trying to make ends meet. But it ain't really that late, man. It's on the, it's on the 8 o'clock here. Uh, sun is still out, man. If I can show you the sun, it's still beaming. It's still 95 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that pleasure. It's 9 o'clock. It's late. The kids are asleep. <laughs> It's late on my end, bro. Team no sleep. Yeah, man. So yeah, I feel you, man. I feel you. So listen, man. If you guys are tuning in live over Facebook, first of all, I just want to say thank you again for taking the time to come into the show and just listen in to what we have to say. Listen, this podcast isn't overly political. This is just a conversation between two men so that we can uh, pick each other's brain about some philosophical ideologies and just about life overall, right? Because people need to need to understand that everybody goes through things and everybody has uh, different perspectives about life, right? So we could dive into it, whether it be about relationships, marriage, whatever you call it, religion, you name it, we'll talk about it, right? <laughs> All right, he laughed at that religion, right? Because we know we have our our uh, our discussions about that, but we won't get into that tonight. So <laughs> with that said, man, um, so you guys know how I do here. Um, so I'm going to let you go ahead and do like a soft introduction, let the people know who you are, and then we're going to dive into these questions, all right? So you have the floor, my brother. Go ahead and speak. Once again, uh, I go by Krishan Trailer. A lot of people know me as Reverend Trailer, uh, but I just like to go by Sean, man. I just believe I'm a real person, give a real, real advice for a real world. Um, but I mean, I, I like to be down to earth. I like to be real about whatever we got going on, whatever the problems is. Uh, self-employed entrepreneur, uh, moving local, state to state, TV mountain. Uh, we actually just kind of launched out into some more things. My wife is actually uh, rebranding her company as well. Uh, just us beauty. Uh, so, man, we just really been working, man, and being blessed at the same time, trying to stay safe from Corona and uh, dealing with our children and stuff like that. But, man, we just real people, man, dealing with real practical situations and uh, just trying to see how we can help uh, through God's word and, you know, actually his wisdom and his advice. So either way we get it, we make it happen. Wow, man, that's beautiful. Now, you said you and your wife are actually in business together, right? So could you talk a little right. bit about your LLC and just tell the people kind of what you do or how you guys came up with that concept? Well, it's mostly, I mean, my wife, she's been doing hair for a while. Um, she does hair, nails. Uh, she just launched her lip gloss line. So, you know, she was she was doing it under her name before we even got together, actually. Um, she had a lot of uh, encouragement and motivation for me to even look at her and see her doing it. I'm like, you know what? I see you doing it. I can kind of do something along those lines. And, you know, forced with the opportunity, actually, I was uh, terminated or fired from my last job. Um, and I, I appreciate them for that. You know what I'm saying? A, mm. a bullet can't do its job until it's fired anyway. So and uh. once they fired me, I kind of took off, man. And it's been a blessing. So I took with watching her. And just kind of and what I've learned, you know, through life situations, just kind of embedded that and did my company. And it was actually her idea to say, hey, babe, you know, this year we're going we're gonna to combine our businesses, um, you know, under one name and we're going to do it together because at the end of the day, it's just us. Uh, so that's really what we've been doing, man. And like I say, mostly I give her most of the credit, man. But um, she changed her, her uh, name, 
like I said, she was doing hair at first and she changed her name and came over, you know, to, to the just that side of life. So um, once we did that, I mean, you know, she, it was her idea to do the just us LSC. Uh, she's in the process of doing a new logo with Sweetie's graphics. So, I mean, we got a lot of things going on, a lot of rebranding going on, but it's really just been blessed with the opportunity to really just work together with my wife. Um, and I think it's it's cool because, you know, she has her lane, she does her thing, and I have my lane, I do my thing, but we meet in the middle, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm not trying to, I, you, I might, now I have done her nails, but I'm not <laughs> trying to, you know, because I don't want nobody to be like, what? Yeah, I, I've done her nails before, she let me uh, play with her nails, and I take her braids down, but I'm, I'm not trying to be in her mix, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of couples have a tendency to try to intertwine with each other, and I That's think like, a lot of times that we can intertwine, but we can still do our own thing. And when we do that, like, if she needs help, I can go over there. I know how to wash hair. You know what I'm saying? I can do that. You know, you need me to run to the store and get some hair, 1B. I can do that, too. <laughs> but we all have our own, you know, we do our own thing. Like, you know, so, you know, with that in mind, she's able to do what she needs to do, use her creativity. And she comes to me and say, hey, you know, can you do this? And, yeah, babe, what you think about that? So, I mean, 90% of the time, she got to hit me anyway, so we might as well work together. You know, the way I look at it. Wow. First of all, bro, shout out to the wifey. She's up a round of applause, guys. That's pretty damn awesome. Uh, you know, that pillow talk, right? Yeah, yeah, babe. You know what I'm saying? It's just us. So, you know, let's do this. So it so just us started with pillow talk. And then now it's expanding into this. I'm speaking at this corporation where you guys have a chain of different things that you guys offer. By the way, not a lot of men know about that hair stuff. Because when you said 1B, you got me, fam. You got me because I don't know. I I, I can get, I can go get the hair and I can get uh, eyelashes. You see what I'm saying? Baby baby got me fully trained out here. You see what I'm saying? I'm pretty good. Hey. That's what's up, man. And that's what I talk. That's what I'm talking. That's what I call support, man. That's what I call support. Speaking of support, man, you got a few supportive, uh, supportive people coming into the uh, into the chat. Uh, So, you know, the first one here, I don't know if you can see this, but uh, Michelle saying, bruh, (laughs) bruh. So if you guys do leave a comment down below, I will feature you. So don't be surprised. Uh, We got another one from the same person here. She's saying, uh, yes, my bestie and beauty uh, beauty advisor. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 uh that's number one supporter right there. Number one public enemy all in the same batch, man. That's that's sis right there, man. That's what's up, man. Well, shout out to sis. Thank you for the support. And listen, you guys, if you're tuning in for the very first time, this is what I need you to do. Just like you see on the screen. I need you to like this video. This is a healthy dialogue. For some reason, we make stupid people famous, right? They're not talking about anything productive. We're not trying to dive into the mindset of young black entrepreneurs uh, to inspire people, right? To just take that step. Uh, But we're doing we're talking about all kind of other stuff. So share this stream like this video leave me a comment leave the guest a comment make sure you like and follow my facebook page as well so you can stay up to date on all the recent interviews and people that i bring onto the show i'm so grateful and so humble for everybody that decided to take a second and just like and follow this page let me give you a round of applause all right, so thank you guys for actually sharing the stream and uh, allowing people to come in and just hear what we're trying to do here, right? So my brother, Crush Sean, you know how we do here, all right? So hey, man. 
you know how I have a series of questions that I want to ask you. Now, these questions are going to range from uh, your personal experience in marriages uh, all the way up to your personal experiences and just life overall. Right. So that's right. what we're doing. That's what we're going to get into. And I'm asking that you be vulnerable and honest and transparent. We've already went through the preliminaries. I actually have anything off, off topic. You said I'm an open book. So we're going to get into open the book. book, man. Open book, man. We're going to get into the book of Krayshawn. All right. So let's do it. Krayshawn, <laughs> everybody that I bring on to the show, right, I always ask them to define manhood for me. Now, I want to ask you to do the same thing. I know you've done it before, but people experiences in their life change, right? They, 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 they come up with different concepts and ideas daily, okay? So I want you, to the best of your ability, to actually define manhood for me. And uh, I'm going to actually put a little bit of a twist on it at the end of your answer. But go ahead. You have the floor. Okay. Uh, manhood... Um Good thing I, I don't even remember my old answer, so that's perfect. But <laughs> manhood, you know what I'm saying, it's a compound word. You know what I'm saying? You break it down into two two words. So first thing is man. Um, a lot of people, a lot of men, I don't know, speaking, you know, as myself transparent, I didn't know who I was until I was about 26, 27 when I found myself at a low point in life, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so when I became, you know what I'm saying, a man in that sense, you know, that that was like, transcendent you know what i'm saying almost like something that took me to a new level uh so you know when you break it down like man is actually find out who you are to get you where you need to be and hood i always look at it at you know what i'm saying uh, the urban demographics is is your home you know what i'm saying that's your place that's your place of uh tranquility that's your place of peace you know what i'm saying that's that's where you protect that's where you feel comfortable so you know finding that place within yourself that you feel safe and complete. You see what I'm saying? Because when mm -hmm. you put it back together, man, knowing who I am and knowing where you belong, and you put it together, that's manhood for me. So when you when you find out where you are and where you belong as a man, then you 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 understand manhood. And a lot of times we don't know that um, because we have so many external factors pushing us to say who we are to be. But once you actually find that and you can define who you are, then you can actually define your manhood. Ah. That makes sense. Beautiful. It makes sense. So the man is defined as who the person is and who that person is becoming as a man. The hood right. represents the place where that man came from that shaped or cultivated his identity. Right. 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 That's a beautiful answer. Now, uh, everybody that actually tunes into the show, they all know that every man that I actually bring on this show or woman soon in the future has given me a different definition of what manhood actually means to them. Um, and like I always say, it's a beautiful thing to hear. And even people that are listening for the first time and they're tuning in, they're like, man, that's pretty cool. Or some people may like it and some people may not. Uh, but I love it, man. So with that being said, so we know how you identify with manhood, but how would you identify with masculinity? Um, masculinity, especially for today's day and age, we don't know. To me, I feel like we, we so focused on masculinity, we thinking that's being hard, you know what I'm saying? Like stoic, like showing no emotion and just got to be all, you know, macho every time, you know what I'm saying? But that's totally the opposite of what masculinity is. Mm. You know, I feel like being masculine is just really knowing who you are, defining who you are. And I can carry myself 
however I feel. I don't care if I want to wear a pink shirt. You don't, you know what I'm saying? You know, oh man, you know, he, he look awful. He got a pink and, you know, man, I feel like masculinity, that's just who you are. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And no, nothing can really define masculinity other than the person that's defining themselves within it. My masculinity is not defined by anything other than that. Nothing can, nothing other than my own mind can, can take me out of my sense of masculinity. Like if I feel comfortable, if I feel masculine, I don't care what I got on. I don't care what I'm doing. I don't care what what's going on in my life or what's what's being done. Like that's that's masculinity to me. I mean, I, I bring up an experience um, with my daughter. I went to a daddy daughter dance. I didn't want to go, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I mean, you know, because you always be like, man, I ain't trying to do all that, you know. But I'm, I'm one of them dads. But I go and I do whatever for my daughter. She wanted to wear pink, so guess what I wore? I wore a black shirt with a pink tie. You know, pink dress socks and everything. I'm, I'm wow. daddy down. I'm daddy daughter down. That's what I do. Diving so I in. go to the, I, I go to the, um, to the daughter to the school. It was at the school, and you see all these men, you know, standing up on the wall. We hard, right? <laughs> Man, you here with your daughter. You know, you you here with your daughter. It's no reason to be that guy. Nobody's in here trying to rob you. We we all having a good time, but we define masculinity with being able to protect ourselves and feel secure and be, you can still be all that and still be a good person. You can still Thanks. be all that and, and still say, I love my wife. You can still be all that and say, I love my brothers. You can still be all that and still have a good time and be a great guy. Like a lot of people feel like masculinity just means I'm, I'm just the hardest guy walking around. And that's, 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 that's so far from the truth. You know, that's beautiful. So again, another round of applause to you because that's that's huge man because a lot of people identify with their masculinity based on what society has told them what masculinity is uh that's both male and female right so you'll hear um eventually some women will give their definition of what masculinity or what manhood is and it's based on what society says they should be or what their mothers or fathers uh especially if they come from a single parent home so on and so forth um so as i'm listening to you speak man it sounds like you got some preaching tone in your in your throat a little bit like you Oh, man. preaching to us man you know <laughs> shout out to the preacher in the building today oh man look <laughs> it's if coming it comes out. out that way man it, it, it just is what it is it's in me man i got it from uh from my grandfather uh so uh you know it's just something that i i, I guess that's born with you know, it's in the DNA. my dad's yeah my dad tried to act like it's not in him but it's in there man so it, it, it i know for sure it's in pop pop quit playing <laughs> We're playing with the Lord, Pop. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, speaking of uh, preaching and, you know, we, we've dove a little bit into your personal life a little bit. I want to kind of get a little bit more into it. So uh, you've shared with me that obviously we know you're married now. Uh, you, you came out of a previous marriage um, and your mindset totally switched from where you were then to who you are now. Uh, the experiences, so on and so forth. So if you don't mind, this, this is a twofold question, right? So I want you to break it down like this. I want you to tell us at what point did you flip that switch, that mental switch, right? Going from one marriage to the other. And then I want you to talk a little bit about the pressures of being young, having to jump into a marriage and dive into life full first. So can you give us a little bit of that? Um. I try to remember the questions because I had, you know, because it's twofold. But I'll, I'll uh, make sure I bring them first, back up to you whenever you get done with one. Okay, first things first. Um, that switch that flipped um, coming from like my first marriage, um, 
and 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 I I don't want anybody to take it like a bad way and nothing like that. Me and my me and my me my wife, uh, and my ex wife and my children all went to dinner uh, last night for my birthday. So a lot of people probably say, "Oh man, uh, I'm not bashing. I'm not a bashful type of person. I don't really get down like that." But so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's rewind that for a second. All right. So you said (laughs) you, your wife, your ex wife. And your kids all went to dinner together. We all went to dinner last night, you know, let me, uh, to celebrate me. Let me air horn that, right? Shout out to communication because that takes a level of maturity across the board, right? For, for people to come together like that and just celebrate something bigger than, than the ego, right? And what the ego wants to tear down. And shout out to, for, uh, to you for opening that door and always being understanding. I think that's a powerful tool that a lot of men just don't have understanding and um, moving path, moving beyond the ego. So that's amazing, man. Shout out to you for that. Uh, Before I get into the twofold or the second part of that question, uh, you guys do me a favor. I need you to share this stream, share, share, share. Uh, Make sure you like this particular uh, live stream. If you like it, leave us a comment down below. If you have questions, please put them in the chat box. I can see your questions down below. So make sure you leave them in so that I can actually place them on the screen. Now, Krishan. The second part of this question is we talked about you flipping the switch. Now I want you to talk a little bit about the pressures of shifting into marriage at a young age. Do you mind sharing how young you were when you got married and different things like that? Go ahead. You have the floor. Um, I got with my ex-wife at the age of 18. Uh, probably did like a semester at TSU and life was hard, I guess, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. because you don't really have, you, you're trying to figure this this thing out, you know what I'm saying? You got to grasp a hold on it very quickly. Mm-hmm. You go from, and my, like I said, my pop was like real strict on me, so I was like having all these rules, and now it's like, boom, you do whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, however long you want to do it, Unfiltered. nobody's making you get up. It, you know, and life became, it, it, it was a party. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it, I can do whatever I want to do. I don't have to answer to anybody. You know what I'm saying? As uh, long as I didn't do anything, you know, crazy, anything like that. But having that freedom at such a young age, and I I was thinking to myself uh, probably the other night, I was like, my kids will not be forced to move out at 18, you know, because I, they don't know anything. You know what I'm saying? They don't know anything other than what I've structured to teach them at, at that time. So when they turn 18, if they want to go to college, son, go to college, daughter, go to college. If you want to stay in the house, that's fine. You know, get yourself an opportunity to learn. I actually recommend everybody take a semester off. You know, um, don't just rush into college because you, you might not be ready for it. And, you know, I had all the grades. I had everything I needed to be. Um, so when I went to college and started living life, that wasn't me. That was my dad's teaching, you know, on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my dad's teaching from, you know, from his household that he required me to do. So for me to actually get out and start living life on my own, I wasn't ready. Got out, um, met my ex-wife at, at work because I had started working because I, going to school wasn't in my plans. You know, I was like, all right, I'm going to school, but I'm broke every day. You know, I'm struggling trying to make a, you know, a living. So I ended up immediately immersed myself into the work and, uh, workforce. Should have went and found a trade. You don't learn. They don't teach you that. Got my first check and, you know, got married. Uh, we started dating and, like I said, we immediately 
it was our first date and it was immediately a conversation of marriage. Oh, you know, I need to get married. And she wow. was married. She was actually married at that time. Um, but they were separated. I ended up paying for her divorce. Um, then so we can get married like two years later. Um, so real quick, could you state your age one more time when all of this happened? Man, I started at 18. I was 18. You was 18 I, years old when you made the decision that you were ready for marriage. One, two, you took it upon yourself to pay for the divorce of the previous marriage. Right. right. Is that what you're saying? That's huge. Right. That's huge, man. That's huge. But continue on, man, because I, I, cause I have some some probing questions to get more into that. But I want to let you keep going so you can finish this story. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, and when, when, we, when me and my ex-wife met, you know, since she was eight, I was 18, she was 22, married with two kids. Manhood and masculinity came into play. You can't tell me I'm not ready for something that I know I'm ready for. <laughs> At least that's what I tell myself that I'm ready for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, like I say, people automatically tell you, well, man, you ain't ready for all that. And I'm one of the people where if you tell me I can't do it. I'm going to show it. you I can do it. And I'm going to excel at doing it. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not telling me all the reasons why I'm not ready. You're just telling me I'm not ready. So, I mean, for me, that was just a challenge to what my manhood. At that time of what I thought, the ideology of what manhood meant. Because I I can't allow you to tell me I'm not ready for something. Mm-hmm. So, got got married, you know, 21. I was 21 when I got married. Um, and immediately, boom, here comes life. You know, I got three kids now. Um, everybody's so proud of you. Um, you know, my dad's like, man, that's my son. He's doing his thing. My son's married. And, you know, so all that is pressure. You know what I'm saying? And it's like pressure just coming in, you know. Mm. And at that time, I'm still trying to figure out who the hell I am. Mm. You know, okay, I, I'm, I got, you know, friends that's not married. I got three kids now. I got a wife. I'm I'm trying to live a larger than life ego that I'm trying to fulfill, which I think makes me a man. But if I if I don't know what to do with it, I'm going to mishandle it. So a lot of times, like I said, I tell anybody, you know, a lot of times what I thought I was ready for, I wasn't ready for. Um, not that it was too much. I didn't know how to communicate what mm-hmm. I was going through. Wow. And and when you're communicating understanding comes into play because I, I didn't know how to communicate like, Hey, you know, I got this going on or, Hey, how do I, you know, I'm tired. You know what I'm saying? I, so, but for me, it was just like, whatever I need to do, I'm going to do it. Right. And a lot of times it was not the right thing. Right. It's a common thing. You know, big boys don't cry. Right. Uh, men, uh, nah. men hold it in. Men take it. Men are tough. And in reality, man, you know, um, I always say that my definition of manhood is the embodiment of the all. That means you understand every aspect of your core being, who you are as a as, as a person mentally, who you are as a person physically and who you are as a person spiritually. Uh, and that's a layered experience. So to be able to be 18 years old and then try to make sense of all of these different layers of life that you've been hit with. On top of that, you have to be able to uh, handle the pressures of all these people congratulating you from saying, hey, you're married. Congratulations. You're a grown man. You're a big boy now. You're doing your thing. And so the moment that you slip up, now it's like, oh, wait a minute. 
um, what's happening. So now let's segue a little bit. And I want you to briefly talk a little bit about what was that downfall for you? What did it do to you when you um, decided? Because obviously you're remarried now. But can you talk about that a little bit? Um, years of, I just want to say like entanglement, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I hate to use that word being, you know, in, in spite of everything that's going on, but literally like, like situations and problems that, that were not getting resolved, um, the proper way mm -hmm. only allowed it to fester and become bigger problems later on. And man, I just found myself, like I say, man, I just found myself like unhappy you know what i'm saying not that i i was like i had everything i don't really know no other way to put it like i had everything i had a um, a nice apartment three bedroom tvs flat screen on every wall kids beautiful you know i i had everything that you could possibly want it but nothing was fulfilling because i was not happy in my marriage mm. you know what i'm saying because we had so many unresolved issues so many questions that needed like answers but i wanted the right answers and i feel like i couldn't get the right answers. so for me i just started slowly drifting away and you know like i say i'm i'm, I'm an honest guy i found myself looking for that admiration i guess would be the word yeah from yeah. from that i i feel like i wasn't getting from my wife yeah. and other people yeah. and it only allowed me to you know to more women and Things like that. So I came home one day. I'm looking at my daughter. And their eyes, daddy does no wrong. Like, ever. Like, greatest <laughs> guy in the world. You know, Bob in the same way I look at my dad. Yeah, the same way I look at my dad. But I'm looking at my daughters. They're happy. They're excited. And I'm like, I'm not the man they need me to be. Hmm. And for me, that brought me to a low because I knew what I was doing. They had no idea. Mm. And I was just like, I don't want to be this way. Right. And I went to, you know, my, my ex-wife at the time. And I'm like, man, we got some issues that we got going on. And we have thousands of things going on. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could fix it. I didn't feel like, and I know this is probably, you know, like an oxymoron, but I didn't feel like God can fix it because I feel like sometimes when God puts us in situations or we get in situations and we don't go to him when the problems are happening, when it starts to fall apart, he will allow it to fall apart because we've drifted so far away from him anyway. Mm. So if he has to allow something to fall apart to get your attention again, that's what he had to do. And like I said, I just, I just found myself like, like the cartoons, man, and people were like walking around happy and jolly and here I am walking around like you or Winnie the Pooh with a little rain cloud <laughs> over my head because I was just like drowning in like depression from my own problems. And, you know, like I said, you know, I was going through all that and it was, it, nobody else saw it, but my wife saw it, you know, my wife and I'm married to now, she literally looked at me and was like, you know, why do you walk around with your head down all day? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what? You know what I'm saying? She's like, you're walking around with your head down. A king shouldn't walk around with his head down all day. And I was like, mm. I, I had, I had never been spoken to like that. You know what I'm saying? Like something that could literally like reach me and bring me back, you know what I'm saying? And that's beautiful. Um it it wasn't easy. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I applaud my wife and I'm, I'm I'm grateful for her because to deal with a broken man, like that's difficult. You know what I'm saying? I feel like a, a broken man 
it's harder to love than a broken woman because a broken woman will love anybody that say they love her, but a broken man trusts nobody and wants to love nobody. Uh, and like I tell you, you know, you know, and I tell anybody like when I'm go ahead. No, I was gonna say. Let me ask you a question. Since you since you made that statement, um, first of all, you're a pastor, right? You're a youth pastor, and um, you actually um, you counsel people, right? Right. So that must have been very difficult to have to try to navigate all that when you are typically the one counseling and now you the one who need to be counseled because you said that uh, you was looking for that uh, that validation right from your wife. Uh, you were looking for that intimacy that that uh, yeah intimacy is probably the probably the best way to look at it because intimacy a lot of people think that when when a man hears intimacy they they think it's sexual. It's not always sexual. Because sometimes intimacy for a man is just listening and allowing me to speak about my emotional trauma. Um, and so if you're single and you're listening to this, this is a perfect way to put this plug in there really quick. Uh, but before I do, like, share, comment, follow, and make sure you share this stream with all of your friends because we're about to get into some deep stuff. So a lot of times men uh, have a tendency and you can correct me on this if I'm wrong or share your ideas. Uh, but I feel like men have a tendency to blame, uh, to blame pain on love. When in reality, sometimes it's just the person that we're with at the wrong time. Um, and so if you're with the wrong person at the wrong time and you're pained, sometimes we blame love and we don't want to give that love anymore. We want to we want to retain re retain that love uh, from anybody else that's prepared to give us the love we need. Um, and I feel like as men, we do struggle with that. Uh, therefore, keeping us from uh, being able to to express ourselves emotionally, mentally, physically. But can you speak on that a little bit? Because I want to know what your thoughts are behind that. Like my mom, my mom calls me like a hopeless romantic. You know what I'm saying? I'm just one of those people <laughs> that I, I'm I'm over the top, man. Like. I, I bring roses, I do whatever, you know what I'm saying, I need to do, but mm -hmm. um, as much as we are in a competition for like man versus man, or we quickly say, well, you know, she hurt me, so I never let nobody else. It's really the battle within ourselves, you know what I'm saying? And like, when you find like an inner peace, like, it was nothing, it was nothing my ex-wife could have said that would have brought closure to me. I didn't look for it, you know, because I didn't feel like she can do it. It was nothing my current wife can do to bring closure to me or whatever. It's something that I had to literally like find it in myself, mm -hmm. you know, because then once I found it in myself and learned how to love myself, you know, because that's where it starts from. Like, man, you know, she cheated on me or they cheated on me. So I ain't gonna never love nobody else. Cause I gave myself to everybody heal from that hurt. Mm. You didn't do it. They did it. They took advantage of your love, Thanks. but you have to heal from it. So you can actually build to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because somebody else didn't appreciate what you give, or gave them or, or was given to them, that's fine. Like, it, it hurts. It's okay. Yeah. But move on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think about it as like a kid. Your tooth comes out. And we think about, oh, man, it's going to hurt so bad. And it hurts when they pull it out, you know? But the reward after that is not only, you know, the tooth fairy or whatever, because that's the fictitious reward that we get. Right. That's what happens a lot of times when, when we lose a good friend or we lose a girlfriend, a boyfriend or whatever. As soon as they remove it, the pain comes and then somebody else comes along or something else happens. So we get, you know, some temporary reward. But what happens after that tooth is gone for a while? It comes mm -hmm. back. Yeah. I allow it to come back. Yeah. The tooth that's going to replace that gap is going to take some time 
but it's going to come back. And not only will it come back when it heals properly, what is it? Stronger. That tooth is way stronger. That tooth is, you know what I'm saying? You can do more with it. Mm-hmm. When you actually heal from that, you cannot go forward. And a lot of men, I see it now, and I want to say men, but I hate to use it like that. A lot of women have this savage mentality, you know, the savage, like, I don't need nobody to love me, mm. you know, type complex. I and they don't want to be loved. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm like, that's all fine and dandy. Like, my wife is an independent woman. You know what I'm saying? She's independent. She does her own thing. She's not a codependent of me at all. She's independent. I'm independent, but we work together. And it's okay. We have, like, the, we have allowed the world to dictate how we're going to live our life. Mm-hmm. Because the woman that was singing independent woman is married to another man. I mean, she's right. married to a man that has his own money. Right. You know, you it's know funny because like, the, so the, the single women, when they sing that song, I think, and I don't know what, I think it was a little boozy, but um, I don't know what, maybe in his writing of the song, it was like literally she got her own house. She got her own. So she got her own, but that doesn't mean that she doesn't need a man. And I think a lot of times women have taken that word and have bent it to this idea that I don't need a man. In reality, you do. We need each other. The masculine needs the feminine, just like the feminine needs the masculine. It's divine balance, right? So you need that balance in your life in order to make sense of not just your own burdens or emotions, but theirs as well. Uh, Because sometimes we have a tendency to have tunnel vision as men a lot of times because we're point A to point B. And a lot of times the feminine energy will show you B, C, D, E, F, G, and so on and so forth. So with that being said, man, so you went through all these different layers of experiences. Uh, You were able to go within oneself and realize that I am deeply hurt and I need to heal from this. So now let's get to the happy ending, right? Uh, and we ain't talking about no massage parlors. We're talking about this brother's happy marriage, all right? So, so uh, I want to put an air horn on anybody that was thinking negative in this situation. But uh, so, yeah, people, man, man. <laughs> this brother is married. Stay out the DMs. All right. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the happy ending, man. So I want you to tell me what it's like going through all of that trauma, um, you know, having to struggle through all these different layered experiences, these emotions and different things like that and come out on the other side. What is being married at this juncture of your life? mean to you and before you get into it because i'm sure this is going to be good like this video <laughs> share this stream follow my page you know it's crazy you know i have to I have to say this and i got to be honest right um my people specifically black african-american people i feel like we can do better in supporting one another um i think it needs to be said and and sometimes a simple like a simple follow. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. It's just showing that you support positivity and a positive message that somebody's trying to spread. So anyways, let's get to the happy ending, man. You have the floor. So talk about your wife. Talk about how things are going now because people are ready for that that happy ending. All right. You have the floor. Um, I mean, for me, like I, before you can get to the happy ending, you have to know like the beginning of it. You know what I'm saying? You all appreciate it. Um, me and my wife, Man, I think we, she got an apartment, we got an apartment or whatever. And man, like, I, we slept on the floor for like six to nine months. Mm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people be like, man, y'all did that? I'm like, yeah, you know, it was cool. <laughs> I was happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, coming from a queen size bed and all that. 
but you not happy, it's not peace. You know, um, and I see a lot of people, a lot of time when people, you know, people pass away and move on or transition to another life, first thing they say is rest in peace. Hell, why can't we live in peace? Because if you don't live in it, there's no way in hell you're going to rest in it because you won't be uncomfortable. You're going to be uncomfortable. You don't even know what it is. Yes. So, I mean, like, like me and my me and my wife slept on the floor like six, nine months. I was f- troubling finding jobs. You know, I was in and out of jail. I had a whole bunch of stuff I had to take care of. I was dealing with, you know, adjusting to not being, you know, with my ex-wife, my kids adjusting to it. And it was like, an emotional like roller coaster. And I remember one morning, I just like, man, I'm done. I'm done. You know what I'm saying? Not like I was I, I just I was just ready to give up. You know, I was I was irritated, frustrated. And I'm one of the people where if I can't get it, it irks me because I know I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. So my wife comes to me, I'm in frustration mode. I'm shaking, like shaking my hands in frustration. And she just literally grabs my hand and says, Babe, we're gonna be all right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not used to that strong, gentle voice. I'm used to like a strong, manly voice. You know, my dad be like, boy, if you don't get up, you know, I ain't raised you like that. You're a man, figure it out. You know, my wife comes to me, tells me, babe, we're going to figure it out. We pray about it. And it didn't happen immediately. A lot of people expect something to happen immediately. Nah, we still struggling a little bit. And man, it just started seeming like blessings started coming. You know, mm. uh, we started working. I started working. Um, and things got good for us for a little bit. You know, I'm like, oh, we all right now. Boom, lost my job again. Not that I did anything wrong. I just ran out of work. The flood came. Um, I don't remember which one it was. I think it was Hurricane Harvey or something like that. So it's like calamity everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I had all, at this time, all my kids are there. And I never forget it. It was a Mayweather fight and McGregor. And mm-hmm. I know you spoke about how the, the wives, you know, me and a tunnel vision. We're tunnel vision. My wife is very good for making me stop doing everything. Mayweather fight is going on. I, I guess I was watching it and got carried away. My daughter starts walking um, literally while they're fighting. And I'm watching the fight, but I'm like, whoa, whoa. What? You know, my wife's like, hey, you know, she's walking. I'm like, I, didn't, I, I missed the first step. You know, mm. learning how to appreciate those moments with her. You know, my wife, my wife is, like I say, she's She's the opposite of me. I'm like very structured, this, this, this. And she's like, I'm not doing none of that. Creativity, artistic, I'm going to have whatever I want to do. And that's, that, that, that's a lot for me. But it's what I need because for me, my life will probably be boring without her. So get to work. I'm finding jobs. And after, like I said, lost that job and found another job. And here we go. We're going back, grinding through it again. And she never... Um, and I guess, like I say, it's just pouring into one another. It's a reciprocated action. My wife is very independent. So she was working. And I was taking her to work every day and everything, doing everything. I Work, got me a new job. Um, and I'm like, babe, you know, you're doing your thing. You know, at home, you're doing hair and stuff like that. And when I was unemployed, you were able to take care of everything. Why don't you just really just do that? She was like, I don't know. We prayed about it like a month or two later. I walked out of a job. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I was her final day, walked out. I had a dozen roses. I took lunch break. I was like, hey, I got to get back to work. You know, but literally learning how to depend on each other and 
work with each other and walk with each other. And like I say, she's in her lane. She's doing her thing. I'm in my lane. I'm doing my thing. But we meet together. And that oneness, that completing, you know, that, that completeness, you know, is that a word? But that, you know, just she completes me in so many different ways. Um, so now, like, when people see us now, like, I mean, y'all are happy. Y'all are doing it. Y'all are doing it. I'm like, that was a lot of work that went behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it don't look at don't look at us today and be like, man, y'all I've got the perfect thing. I want that. I'm like, hell no, nah, you don't want this. Find you something better. <laughs> I don't even know why she's still here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I, I know what I put her through. Like I knew what I knew where I was coming from, my mm-hmm. brokenness. So I would look for any reason to like give up. You know what I'm saying? I was like, if you want to leave, that's fine. I, I'm not tripping. You know what I'm saying? I'm used to people leaving me anyway. So if you want to go, go. You know what I'm saying? And she'd be like, why are you like that? And literally having to sit down with her, talk to her, express myself, deal with myself. And then it became, you know, I became to start making peace with myself. You know what I'm saying? And it was not, when you find somebody that's almost like a mirror image to you, your masculinity is not in question. You know what I'm saying? Your manhood is not in question. Only thing is in question is how long do we need to get here to deal with this situation so we can bring peace to this. And a lot of people don't know how to bring peace to that because they're not willing to actually say what's bothering them. They're not really ready to say, hey, I'm hurt from a relationship from Johnny, from when I was trying to get with Sally and I asked her, do you like me? Circle yes or no. She circled or, and that hurt my feelings. True enough, that might be childish. It might be old ways, but if it's something that mm. bothered you, it's real. Until you deal with it, you're never going to fix it. I use, I use, I know you spoke about it earlier. I do counseling, you know, I counsel people. One of the hardest things to do was try to counsel somebody knowing that I was having an affair. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So I would tell them like, look, I'm not the guy to tell you anything. I can't care. I can't tell nobody right or wrong. You know right. what I'm saying? Nobody knew what I was dealing with, but I was like, I can't tell you right from wrong. Hell, I know what I'm doing. I set myself down. I stopped preaching. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I'm done with that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I even stopped going to church for you know a period because I was just like, I need to get myself together. But like I said, a lot of times, and if you look at people in the Bible, first thing they do when they go through problems, they run away from God. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It wasn't until I started trying to get closer to him and I was like, God, I, you know, you see what I'm doing, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You see me trying to get right. You see me trying to help me. You know what I'm saying? And it seemed like as soon as I got closer or as soon as I started reaching out to him, mm-hmm. he was like, I got you. Right. I got you. It's cool. Man, you know what I'm saying? I finish it up. That's beautiful, man. And there's this simple saying, simple saying to all of this, hurt people, hurt people. At the end of the day. Right. Right. And any any woman, if you're single, right, this is important. And you're in the dating world. You're looking for somebody. You're looking for that love. Um, or you could be married. Right. You could be in a situation right now where you're just trying to understand your spouse. It is very important to ask uh, these few simple key questions outside of how much money they make. Right. They can be they can be in six figures. Right. And we know that there's layered ideas of six figures There's a hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand, three hundred, so on and so forth. Right. Um, or they can be somebody who just makes their regular their, their regular salary. Right. 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, whatever they make. But the question remains the same. And that question is, what past trauma are you dealing with? That is a very 
simple question to ask, but a complicated one for any man or woman to answer. Because a lot of times they've never really learned how to deal with their trauma, right? Whether it be a single parent home, uh, mother wasn't there, father wasn't there, uh, that, that getting that no from that woman years ago and now every woman is, is, a, is a hole and all this other kind of stuff, right? It's that one no that psychologically triggers the man to put every woman in this box or vice versa, the woman to put every man in this box, right? Because we have trauma that we're not trying to deal with on an emotional level. One, we don't know how to deal with emotions. We've never been taught how to deal with emotions as men. Um, some women in that case too, uh, if they didn't have a father in a home, they lack that compassion. Um, a lot of times that, that sensitivity is, is lack, right? Because they didn't get that when they, were, when they were younger in age. So those questions are very, very important. And as you lead into your, your friendship or your relationship, if they're not willing to answer, and they may not know how to answer it right away, I'd rather take you saying, I'm not really sure, but I know something's there. I can work with that versus, no, I don't have any. Everybody has something. So, 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 so which date did you ask a question like that? Um, so I'm not, I'm not, I'll be honest. I'm not answering that on the first date. Of course not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so you got to be real specific because, you know, when you have women, you know, it, not in a bad way, but when you have women, they're going to be like, well, I was listening to this podcast and his brother was on there and, and he was saying that what past trauma have you had? I'm like, baby, I, I just got your name. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I guess I guess like the thing, the thing about that question, um, one, I do believe that question should be asked. Two, it should also be asked before y'all have sex. Absolutely. Because that takes your relationship to another another part. So like if you ask that question early, you know what he's dealing with. Right. You know? Um because he might not really be able to answer that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying withhold that until he can answer that, but at least put it on his mind that, hey, right. we, I, I want to know because I yeah. want to help you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you got to set the standard. I think, I think as a single woman and a single man, because we're speaking from both perspectives, um, you have to be willing to set the standard. So if you ask the question, don't bend, right? He may not or she may not be able to answer it right away, but just... Remind them, hey, I want to know these things about you. Uh, also, did you have a single parent home? Did you was your mother there? Was your father there? Because what what these doing what these things are doing is it's opening up a conversation that they probably never really had before, and it's making them realize like, oh, I, I don't really know how to answer that stuff. Sometimes they're uncomfortable and they, I'm out, right? So then you know that person's not really not really for you. They they're about something else. They don't want to communicate. We need communication. So to answer your question, sure. when do you ask a question like that? So this is what I would say. I, I First of all, I don't believe in dating. That terminology for dating is weird and it's yeah, very strange. Here we go. Here we go. And I don't do it. I, when I told my wife when we were friends, we will be friends. Then we'll get in a relationship. Then we'll get married. Right. So, okay. So to answer your question. I think that you go, you hang out a few times, you go get a bite to eat, right? Um, you have some dinner, maybe around that mm, third or fourth time. You know, we, we've went out to eat a few times. I have a couple questions I want to ask you, right? And it seems like you really, 
you know, you're really into me. Because what's, what's happening is you're slowing things down. Uh, as men who are not emotionally mature, if we have mommy issues, we're going to cling to that and we want to pull on you so we can take you to that level, which is sexual, because that's what we're looking for. And sometimes it's not that we we have bad intentions. We just don't know our own intentions. We have no idea who we are and what we want. So if you're asking, if you're asking these leading questions, it's going to take you into a deeper level of his mind that he's never really explored. Either that's going to, that's going to extremely take him to a new level of thought where he's going to let you completely in, or he's going to take off. I'm done. Not happening. Right. So right. I would say around the third or fourth time going out to eat, you start asking, you know, tell me a little bit more about was your mom there? Like, tell me some more about yourself. And you don't even have to ask how much money he makes this or brother or how much money she makes, because women need these questions, too. Mm -hmm. They have trauma as well. Right. But yeah, man, that's my thought. on. I it. think um, I want to hit on a point that you said, you know, telling a woman not to bend. You know what I'm saying? A lot of men are raised by women. Mm -hmm. in, these, in this day and age. Also, um, what, how did I want to bring it? Women have more power than they know. Right. You see what I'm saying? Because I'm, I already know, but I'm going to get some feedback from you. I don't want to, you know, go turn your mic off because I don't even want to be bothered right now. But <laughs> let, me, let me switch it over Malcolm to you. X said, <laughs> Malcolm X said to educate a man is to educate an individual, but to uh, educated woman is to liberate a nation. That woman carries more power. She gives birth to life. You see what I'm saying? Adam and Eve, and this is this is the part where I want to make sure you had switched off. And I say, if a woman can make a man defy God, what would a woman do, the, the strength of a woman, to make him change? Because what if Eve would have said, no, I'm not eating that apple and my husband ain't eating it. He ain't mm. eating it either. You we'll know, be, we'll still be because in, uh, that woman. No, go ahead. We'll be in the garden right now, man. Eating. <laughs> Put him in E flat. Uh, I'm down here paying rent. <laughs> I'm paying these uh, bills. You see what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> come on, man. But I feel like, like, okay, my wife, she's on. Uh, I, I, I go transparent. My problem was, and I told my wife because she, when we started talking. I don't want to say dating because I don't feel like me and all that. So when we started talking, when we were friends, friends, all that good stuff. So when we were talking, uh, she, you know, she, her first thing was like, oh, you, you're a talker. I'm like, no, not really. And I was really just trying to use all the stuff that I learned in marriage counseling because I just wanted a different outcome for my life. So we would be talking and stuff like that. So then she would, uh, I think she told me, she was like, it was some question. And she was like, well, why do you do what you do? And I was like, my problem was, like, if I was dealing with an issue or I was upset, I was like, cool, I just want to be intimate. I just want to have sex. And that's how I deal with everything, because that's how I conditioned. True mm -hmm. enough, I didn't fix anything like that. Right. I only buried it in the sheets. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So my wife would, you know, when we would get into disagreements, she'd be like, no, it's not, you're not, you're not getting that. You know what I'm saying? Until we actually fix the issue. Don't worry about that. And I'd be like, damn, man, like I shouldn't have told you that. But mm. because I did, because I was open and honest and transparent with her because she, you know, was asking those questions, mm -hmm. it made me better. That it is. made me uncomfortable, but it made me better. 
And so now it's like, when she would come to me, she'd be like, hey, what's up? Your energy's off. What's, you know, what's going on with you? Well, babe, no, 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 don't, don't do all that. Don't give me all the kisses and all that. You know, we need to talk. And a lot of men aren't willing to go into that level because masculinity, our manhood. Man, you trying to make me be, be all soft. No, I just want you to be who you are. And a lot of times we have became, you know, and I, I was working on a sermon one time, and it was like going back to babes. You know, you if you whoop a child, you know what I'm saying, you know, for doing something wrong, I just out here whooping on no kids because I don't I don't play that. But if you whoop a child, they're gonna come right back five minutes later, give you a hug and a kiss, you their favorite person in the world, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But you hurt that child. You know what I'm saying? You know, from the from the parental or the adult mindset, we know that that child is she's she's been hurt. Mm-hmm. But they love like they haven't. Or right. as we continue to grow up. Once we get hurt, like, now nah, I'm going to put a Band-Aid over that score. Ain't nobody going to ever hurt me like that again. Well, now nah, somebody lied to me. Somebody going to never hurt me. So we begin to get all these things that we put on to protect ourselves. Right. How can somebody love us with all this armor of protection on? You have to literally go back. Are you asking somebody when you get into a relationship to help you remove those armors so they can actually love you? And a lot of times we can't love people because we don't want to love ourselves. We don't want to say, I've been hurt this way. I've been hurt that way. And until you start yeah. really removing those things, nobody can love you. You know, speaking nice. of Will and Jada, you know what I'm saying? When you look at all that stuff, you see two hurt people mm-hmm. colliding with each other, which was her in August, you know, because Will was done. He was like, there's no way I can love you. I can't make you happy. That's not my job. You're supposed to be happy. And I'm supposed to, you know, add to your happiness. Jada was hurt. She was dealing with stuff that she didn't want to deal with. So she found this young man that was hurt, dealing with his issues, and they put it together. Voila, an entanglement. Yep. You see what I'm saying? And that's how things like that happens. And a lot of times, that lasted for four years. We have people that are married, that are in entanglement, not knowing why y'all are together, not really happy, not really understanding yourself, but you together for that reason. An entanglement. Y'all, we have to literally get back to the point where, like, nah, I, when I married my wife, um, I, I was healed. And I before I kneeled, I made sure I healed. I made sure I was whole to give her something that I needed. You know what I'm saying? I, I was able to, my heart was intact. My, my mind was good. You know, everything after that, I became a new person before I got with her. I could not be who I was when she met me. I could not be who I was in my last marriage. Like, my wife was, like, totally different. And, you know, when people people break up, people be like, I hope you find nobody. You ain't going to never find nobody like me. I'm like, Shit, I don't want to. I want a new person. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm looking right. for somebody different. And my wife was my different. She was like a whole new breath of fresh air. But the thing that I knew in the back of my mind is if I didn't fix myself, I would pollute that air. I would be just as toxic to her as I could have been to my ex-wife, you know, or to whoever else. But learning how to deal with your own personal issues and, you know, say, hey, I'm hurt. Hey, I'm dealing with this. Or sometimes it's not literally going out to somebody and say, hey, I'm hurt. Man, go in the mirror. Talk to yourself. Right. Tell yourself, like, hey, man, I am okay. Hey, you know, you are not who, what happened to you. You you are an overcomer. You are a survivor. You can still make it. You are happy. You are blessed. You are here today. The fact that mm. we can even stand tall and speak to each other, you know what I'm saying? Like, you good. It might not be all the way around good, but right now I'm going to make it good and it's going to be okay. And a lot of people, we just don't do that. We don't give ourselves personal affirmations. We're looking for it from somebody else. 
Wow, you man. know, that's huge. First of all, um, thank you for expressing that, man. Give you a round of applause on that, um, and just being open and honest about, uh, you know, all those all those um, buried deep psychological issues that men could be having emotionally, like being in a marriage for. I mean, people can be married for going on 10, 12, 20 years, but they're really in entanglements because they really never unpacked what the real definition of love is, which that's a whole another topic we're not going to get into right now. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah, man. Well, look, man, I I, I can't stress how grateful I am um, for you to come on the show and share your experiences and open up with us and tell us about all of your, your shortcomings, the things that you've dealt with from one marriage to another, being a, a full-time business owner, LLC, and being a full-time dad and a full-time, because people don't understand all this is full-time. This ain't no, no partial. Uh, <laughs> it's full time. Man. It takes work. Right. So shout out to you, man. Um, kudos to you for taking a step to starting your own LLC, you and your wife doing it big together. Uh, so, uh, so pretty much, do you want to tell people where they can hire you and your wife? Um, you know, if they go to your, reach out to you on Facebook, just talk about that a little bit, give some closing remarks um, and then we're going to get out of here. My wife is actually more active on Instagram, Instagram than I am. I am working on that. Um, if you want to reach out to her, I think she's on Facebook as well. It's just us beauty. Um, we have our separate entities, but I think we're going to end up working on a website to put everything together. But we try to keep it separate because we do two totally different things. So her stuff is usually uh, just us beauty. You can find her on Facebook. Also, her name on Facebook is Leslie Trailer. Um, you'll know it. She has a big big smile so um because i make her happy so um <laughs> also uh <laughs> for me uh you can look me up just us moving in more um the and more literally covers a, a wide array of things from fencing to uh audio security systems um delivery hot shot so if you want to reach me uh like i say at 832-898-7714 you can find me on facebook uh, under Krishan Trailer Senior, uh, you can also find me on Facebook under Just Us Moving and More. Um, and that's going to just probably transition to Just Us LLC. So you can look us up on Just Us LLC um, on Instagram as well. We're on there as well. But like I said, I'm going to do my own. So it'll probably be Just Us Moving and More. She's going to do Just Us Beauty and you know all the other stuff that she does. She she has like a wide array of things she does as well. But um, man, we're literally expanding. Um, so if you don't see something that you'd be like, Hey, can y'all do that? Access, you know, I'm one of those people. If you ask me, Hey, Hey, Sean, can y'all do this? If, if it's, I don't do hair. So if it's hair or something like that, ask her, she's good with natural hair, nails, teach you how to regrow it. Um, making sure your hair is healthy, silk press, um, all that, all that good stuff. You know, um, she, you ask her those, those feminine questions. She help, she help you. Uh, for me, anything you need, you know, in the general contracting area from how do you do this? How do you do that? I want to move this here. You know, stuff like that. Anything that's, I guess, labor intensive, hit me up. I guarantee you either I can find it or I can, I know somebody in my circle that can get it taken care of for you. But um, definitely what we do, um, just as LSC, we are in uh, Houston, but for what I do, we can ship for beauty products as well as I do travel for uh, interstate moves, uh, go anywhere, I do anything, I make it happen. That's just what we do here. Uh, that's it for me, though, man. Wow, man. That's a beautiful thing. 
Um, so before we get out of here, guys, um, let me give him a round of applause. All right. Now he's not hearing this round of applause, but I'm hearing it. And thank you again for coming in. Now, the next thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to actually give your wife a quick plug and I'm going to share her website really quick with the people. Uh, let me bring my music in real quick. All right. So I'm going to go over to her website. It's just us beauty, right? So let me make sure you guys are seeing this really quick. Our website, but our Facebook page. Uh, so here's her Facebook page, guys. And they're in business together. So if you reach one, you'll reach the other. Hands down. Just us beauty and more. Just us moving and more. Just us LLC in the building all day, every day. This has been your boy Orlando J with another episode of the O Johnson podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Over and we're out.